0: Welcome to The Voice of Trust, brought to you by the Better Business Bureau.
1: It's been five months. It's five months. (laughs) And welcome. Welcome to The Voice of Trust, a podcast about consumer rights, trustworthy businesses, and updates on the latest scams throughout the Mid-South. And welcome to
0: The Voice of Trust, brought to you by the Better Business Bureau of the Mid-South. I'm here as always with Todd and Emily. You may have noticed that we have not done an episode in quite a while, but we are back with a vengeance with season three we are back now with the podcast, and a lot has changed. Todd has, has grown a year older. She has turned, uh, I won't tell him how old you are, Todd, <laughs> but Todd is, is not as young as she once was. Todd, tell us a little bit about your birthday extravaganza. A, um, It was I'm fun, but something happened on that, didn't it?
2: Y'all, they got me. They got me. I thought I would never- The scammers? Oh,
0: yeah. They got me. Todd went on a birthday week-long extravaganza, and while she was gone, something happened to her that happens to a lot of people, and it was very frustrating. Todd, explain to the people what happened to you and why it is just devastating.
2: Oh, yes. So, of course, I'm at my birthday extravaganza, and I am on- a cruise in the Bahamas and relaxing by the pool adults only section and <laughs> my phone started dinging off like crazy so I'm thinking you know baby you know people trying to give me a happy early birthday shout out or something I don't know what's going on and then I check my messages and it's all is this you is this you is this you and I get plenty screenshots of profiles with my picture portrayed as someone named Inez now I don't know what my family was thinking but who the heck is Inez and why would I have my picture up with a profile that says Inez and it's like come on come on family come on friends you know this is not me so I automatically put two and two together I've been got someone has stolen my pictures and they're trying to portray as they're me and then they started inboxing my family so now now it's getting real personal because you don't inbox my family you don't inbox trying to be me can't be me it's only one me there is only one that's what i'm saying it's like no other person has my name Netta. like i know it's super common you know when people got a name like will smith or something like that and listeners
0: what you can't see is everybody in this room nodding as she's saying no one can be me there's only one (laughs) there's only
2: agreement here. yes no one cannot be me it's a very hard job it is so the first thing I did y'all at first I was panicking like oh my god like do they got pictures of my baby because you know like on social media like we had pictures of like our, our our kids yeah our kids yeah. so I'm like now do they got pictures of my child like what's about to happen so y'all I started to freak out and I noticed that not only it started off with an Instagram page then the scammer got really bold and they made a Facebook page so now I got an Instagram account and now I got a Facebook page account that has my picture remind you it's not a name it's just my picture. my picture so it's my image so now you're using my image to stand people yeah god knows what you can say i had immediately went to my settings and i went to the help center because y'all know we all know facebook instagram twitter they do not have any type of call center nobody works at no phone call you can't call anyone so i had to go immediately to the help center and i'm like reporting this page like they're trying to be me And y'all, I would really grind my gears. My family really had the nerve to be like, is this you? Is this you? And I'm like, come on now. That's not me. What was the scammer saying in their inbox? Um, The scammer was saying like, hey, um, this is my new page. Um...
1: Like, go check out my new page. Yeah,
2: just basically like, hey, this is me. Introduction. Yeah, like an introduction style. It wasn't asking for anything just yet, but I'm sure they were down down to it. But, like, y'all, when I say I went and I messaged every single body that I, everybody that was following me, like, this is not me. Report it. Block it. And basically, the next day, I received a report back from the Instagram stating what they were doing about my case. And guess what? They were doing nothing. Yeah, they said that this didn't go against company sta- uh, uh, community standards. And they didn't see anything wrong with the page. After me and multiple of my family and friends reported, reported the page.
0: Basically, what you're saying is is that you know and you reported that your image had been stolen. Oh, yeah. Your pictures had been stolen and a fake profile was actually spoofing you and was reaching out to your friends and family. You reported it through the proper channels And nothing was done. And unfortunately, we tell this story, guys, because this happens all the time. Every day. Every day. You know, there are a lot of positive aspects of social media. And, you know, we're, we're all three people that probably pay way too much attention to our social media. You know, there are dangers to it. And this is one of them. And you touched on something a second ago, Todd. As a parent, this really scares me. Because what if they had taken a picture of my kid and we're using a picture of my kid and you're telling me I don't have any recourse, right? Like that's, that's what's really scary. So that's why, you know, we say that, This is what Todd does all day. Like she deals with scams all day, every day from all over the country. And she is very, very good at what she does. She's very adept at dealing with this stuff. And when it happens to her, and it can happen to all of us. And again, this isn't one she fell for. This is one that like came after her, right? Somebody stole something from her social media profile. And she's unable to get it taken down. And let me tell you, if Todd wants something done, she's gonna stick to it. And the fact that it's not been taken down, and it's not that she hadn't tried, just lets you know how hard it is. Oh yeah. So you just have to be extremely careful with what you post out there, guys. Todd, do you have any advice or tips? I mean, is there anything people can do? Like what what's the next steps?
2: Well, some, it's a few steps. First and foremost, consider why it's happening. I know with my Instagram page, I love for other people to see, especially my haters, to see what I'm doing. So I love to have a public profile. So a lot of times, like, how is it happening? If I have a public profile that anyone in their mama can view, of course, anybody can go ahead and screenshot it. So if you are one of those people that do want to showboat and want everybody to see what's going on in your life but you are scared of the possibility that someone can steal all of your pictures I would highly recommend just go ahead and set that page private I know I know that mean people are going to have to add you as a friend you to have to accept it and you don't want to go through that but it's if, one more step yeah and it'll help them protect your imagery I should say and then another tip would be reporting the profile I mean Even if you don't get any type of great news that I was expecting, it's good to keep being on their necks because I even wrote that scammer and I said, look, I know you are trying to be me, but you got me all the way twisted and I'm going to get you and my family's going to get you because we're going to make sure this page gets shut down. And so when you stand on their necks, a lot of times they go ahead and they remove the profile. Unfortunately, the, there wasn't any, anything to be able to be done for my Instagram but for the Facebook. I think we were able to hound that person so much that they took my picture down. The page still up, but my picture is no longer there. So now they're impersonating somebody else. So unfortunately, my thoughts and prayers mm. to the new person. But I hope you get that taken care of. But like I said, still, even if um, social media network site can't do anything for you, go ahead and report it. And y'all, I got some crazy Things to tell y'all. So unfortunately, people don't know this. But for example, Gmail, Gmail is a big one. So we always agree to the terms and conditions of things, but we never know what we agree to the terms and conditions of. But in Gmails, the terms explicitly states that they are unable to participate in mediations involving third parties regarding impersonation. So if someone is impersonating you by email in Google, Google won't do anything about it they got it clear they got it protected once you agree to their terms and condition they're protected another big social media website that we use a lot is twitter and there are multiple examples of twitter refusing to take action even when they are presented with evidence that people's account has been directly copied so you guys have to be on your p's and q's and know that a lot of the social sites that you're using they don't really care if we get impersonated
0: On this week's Trustworthy Business segment, I'm sitting down with TJ from TJ's Animation. I can't say enough good things about this young man. We've had the privilege here at the BBB to have him come in and to do a seminar on digital marketing and ways that you can promote your business. TJ, welcome to the podcast.
3: Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: So let's start from the beginning, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and how did you get into the animation and and everything else? What's your path?
3: Yeah, so I'm from South Haven, Mississippi. That's where I grew up, went to high school there, and then I went to college at Mississippi State, which is where I started my entrepreneurial journey. They have an entrepreneurship center in Mississippi State. So I was able to start my animation business there, kind of make a lot of the mistakes that you have when you first start your business in college so it was a really good testing ground and so my business is tj's animation we make animated videos that help educate train explain entertain we touch almost every different industry so that's just a little bit about me
0: when you say animation explain a little bit about what you mean when you say animation
3: yeah so when I talk to a lot of people who really don't know what animation is, the word that they usually relate to is cartoons. You know, we all remember the cartoons we used to watch as a kid. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, stuff like that. So the animation that we create kind of think a cartoon for business or for training, like the little educationals that you'll see in online schools, mm-hmm. YouTube videos. um, They like to call them animated explainer videos. So just like cartoons that could be used for business pretty much. That's what we mean when you say animation.
0: And why do you think that's so important in today's business climate?
3: Well, for one thing, the world is really going more and more digital. We're in a digital world where social media, digital marketing, email marketing, things like that. And so animation, it kind of helps break down complicated topics to make them simple understand. And also they're engaging to watch. You know, like I said, um, cartoons. You know, we we used to love cartoons. So it's kind of like you're mixing information with entertainment. We like to call it infotainment. You know, (laughs) and education is one of the biggest lead generators when it comes to business. You know, think about why people go to YouTube. Why is YouTube so popular? Because it has a whole bunch of information. So if you can educate somebody and keep them entertained and engaged, then you really have the formula to get consistent leads over time and really help somebody understand the message that you're trying to portray to them.
0: Yeah. And one of the things I love about your business, TJ, is you're not just about making money. You're you're out there to actually help people. Tell us a little bit about that, about your journey and about some of the things you do as outreach on top of being a business.
3: We really try to help business owners understand how to use digital marketing. And, you know, when we talk about digital marketing, we're talking about more than social media. We're talking right. about email marketing. We're talking about search engine optimization. You know, you getting found on Google. We're talking about just all the different tools that To be honest, a lot of businesses got pushed into the digital world, you know, COVID happened, you know, and then social media is starting to get more and more. We're talking about artificial intelligence. And so a lot of businesses, a lot of mom and pop shops who really just use traditional marketing straight up. You know, they don't really know a lot of options that are out there or how to use these things for their right.
0: business. Right, or they got pushed into it and have no idea what it means. Exactly. And, and it, it can it can seem really complicated, but it seems like you break it down in a way that is palatable for people of all walks of life. And, and I think the animation is a great example of how you can, and I'm not going to say dumb it down, but how you can explain it in, in easy to understand terms to people that may not be marketing gurus.
3: Exactly, exactly. And see, the thing about this animation and digital stuff is in order for you to use it for your business it has to be simple for you to start right. like it has to be simple enough for you to understand and so that's why we we don't try to use jargon we don't try to use terms that you may not understand i try to make it you know like you said like not dumb it down but simple enough to where you feel like that i can actually start and begin because think about it if you if it's too complicated for you to start, you're never going to start like right. you're honestly just not going to worry about it and keep doing what you're doing. So just what we try to do is really just push out this information um, in a way that people, for one, know how effective it is is. Two, simple enough for you to start. You don't have to be everywhere. You just need one or two platforms to focus on. And then three, just give yourself grace, you know, allow yourself to make mistakes, allow yourself to mess up. And that's how you learn. So Man. that's just what we try to do. So
0: now it's time to name drop, man. Uh, What organizations in Memphis are you currently working with? Uh, Some of the companies that
3: you've done some stuff for? Yeah, so we've done a lot of videos for different city of Memphis departments, like Public Works. Oh, wow. Um, Memphis Heritage Trails, Memphis Heritage Trails. Some government agencies then. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. we're doing a lot of projects with MLGW, you know Memphis Light Gas Water Company. Yep, um, we all know them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then we're doing a lot of stuff. We just closed the deal to where We're building a video library for the city of Madison, Illinois. Oh uh, wow! We're working with a nonprofit, so we're going to be making videos teaching kids about financial literacy, mental health, business, and animation. Um, so those are like a few different now
0: actually in full disclosure now tj does does do stuff with the better business bureau but you know the first time i met you you spent more time talking to me about financial literacy and how teaching kids financial literacy and teaching them digital marketing was important expand on that a little bit and why is that important to you
3: so the youth is our future and i want to give youth more options for example the way i came into animation you wouldn't have expected like It was on random Google. It was for an English project, a random Google software, and things like that. So I had the opportunity to go into animation. A lot of youth don't know animation is an option. They don't know about financial literacy. They don't know about mental health. They don't know about STEM, all these different things. And so one of my goals and missions is to kind of push these different industries, push these different opportunities, this knowledge to our youth. And, you know, I make animation so I can make it in a way that's fun to watch. Right. And so... I feel like it's one of my duties to really push out this information like financial literacy to those that may not know, you know, cuz as we know especially in, in in business or just in life, knowing how to operate financially, knowing the different areas, different terms, different things to look for is very important. Even have a relationship with your bank. Me and my business partner Jordan talk about this all the time. If your bank doesn't know you, you really don't have the benefits as someone who does know their bank like for example i just this week uh i got a check and the money was placed on hold and you know regent sent me an email like you know it's gonna be a hold for a week i went up to the bank that i always go to they took the hold off right there you know and and she said you know only because we know you yes we know we see you all the time right yeah So that relationship has been built. And so my business partner talks about all the time, build a relationship with your banks. And, you know, not saying that will work every time depending on circumstances, but you are in a better situation. So just about these different terms and different situations that people don't normally talk about. This is the information that we're trying to push out there. And that's the great thing about animation. We really can touch any topic. And so I get to myself learn about these different things. Just really pushing the information out there for you, for businesses and for the older generation as well.
0: What's a 10-year plan, man? Where do you want to be 10 years
3: from now? I want to build a studio. I want to have multiple studios where people can come in, learn about animation, learn about other stems like coding. And then I also want to create videos, movies, short films at that same studio and also open up just digital marketing labs um, for both businesses and youth in different locations. Like, for example... Um, let's say you have a digital marketing lab in a church to so where, you know, you have different computers and you can bring in different workshops, not not just on animation and digital marketing, but coding, um, right. IT, cybersecurity, into those different places.
0: I've heard you mention coding more than once, and I've heard you mention youth more than once. Why is it so important for youth to get on the ground floor of coding and animation now? Why is that important?
3: For one, is definitely growing think about where we at with ai you know ai is starting to get mainstream these different softwares mm-hmm. this is a time to where getting to these different industries is not too late and you're actually if you come in now you're actually coming in when it's becoming popular right you know like you, you're not getting in when it's saturated you're not getting in to where it's a thing of the past we, we, we kind of get to peek into the future a little bit and so picture if you get into coding now which is what you use to create websites anything like that you really coming into a time to where people are looking for people with these these skill sets and so if you learn it now picture yourself in two to three years you know especially if you master yeah. it you you just built your own career that's what happened with me in animation I was able to get into animation before people really knew it can be used for small businesses and businesses. Now, I say in like two to three years, we're going to have a big market in animation. I'm not going to say it's going to be because of me, but I'm definitely going to be contributing to making a market here because animation, coding, people who have those skills, historically, they have gone to bigger marketplaces like California, like Atlanta. But you don't really hear about people staying here in Memphis and growing those skills.
0: Well, and there's such a need for it here because we are a business hub and we have some of the largest businesses and well-known businesses in the country and the world. I mean, FedEx is headquartered here. So there's a lot of opportunities for people in Memphis who aren't entrepreneurs, though, to go on and do things like digital marketing, coding, animation, especially with it being the future. TJ, thank you so much. Remind everybody where your office is and where can they find you on socials?
3: So office we're here in the city of memphis and then on socials you can find our business page everything is under tj's animation workshop tjs animation workshop and then i have personal facebook and linkedin to where i post digital marketing tips you can find it under terrence green jr my government name
0: (laughs) (laughs) we will be linking in the bio for this episode tj thank you for being a trustworthy business and doing things the
3: right way my man thank you for the invite
0: We are back and we're going to talk a little bit about errors and credit reports this is something that Todd and I have been dealing with a lot lately we've had a lot of people calling in our office wanting to know what to do when you see an error in your credit report and an error on your credit report could cause you to be denied credit or have to pay a higher interest rate miss out on a job offer or be denied insurance or even a lease on an apartment Emily the problem of errors in credit reports how serious is it?
1: Recently, Consumer Reports conducted a study that found that more than one-third of the participants that reported at least one error on their credit reports. That's a lot. Dang. That's quite a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Consumer Data Industry Association, the trade group for the credit reporting industry, they labeled the report as completely false and misleading. So, hold
0: on. There's like something like 400 million people in America, right? Mm-hmm. So, they're saying one-third
1: of that? Well, Consumer Reports mm-hmm. says that, but then Consumer Data Industry is like, nah, it's not that bad.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So there's some disagreement. Mm,
0: but Consumer <laughs> Data Industry Association is the trade group for the credit reporting industry, right? Right. So they they probably would... <laughs>
1: Try to make it seem low more ball. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that's yeah. not true. Yeah, yeah
0: I mean, I, I tend to believe consumer reports a little bit over this one. That's I a mean, fair
1: point. No, that's good.
0: That's I mean, good but 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 fair point, we're, we're jaded because we deal with this every day. So, yeah. I mean, I, I tend to think that the number's higher than it is lower, but mm-hmm. um, that's just me.
1: That's fair. So errors can <sighs> arise when there's a misspelling of a street address or more serious ones like some sort of erroneous delinquency or sometimes people might be double charged just by
2: accident. So,
0: Todd, what do you think are the most common errors that you're seeing out there?
2: Definitely has to be um, same debt listed more than once okay. or a closed account reopened as open. A big one is accounts belonging to another person with the same or similar name. Yeah, I bet that's that's yeah. when we see a lot. Um, same
0: debt listed more than once, probably I guess. Oh yeah, on that list.
2: Incorrect um, accounts resulting from identity theft. Yeah, well that's
0: a big one, right? Like I mean, one of the telltale signs that you've been a victim of identity theft is if you see something that is not accurate on your credit report. Ooh. Um, You know, that's why in fact, I mean, this is the reason why most of the time scammers want your personal information, right? Why is your social security number so important? It's because if someone has your social security number, they can open up accounts in your name with your credit report. What's your best advice? What should people do to be sure their credit reports are accurate? We'll start with you, Emily. What's your best advice for this one?
1: Uh, Don't wait and try to stay on top of it. Because if you need to resolve an error, the longer it takes, the longer you're going to have a headache. So resolving an error can take 30 days or longer.
0: And you know, you are entitled to a free copy of your credit report at each of the three major credit reporting companies. Obviously, those are Equifax, TransUnion, Experian. You can always go to annualcreditreport.com. Again, that's annualcreditreport.com to get those. Todd, what do you have to do to actually correct an error? If you see an error on that, you've
2: gone to annualcreditreport.com and you see an error, what do you need to do? Yeah, you have to file a complaint with each of the credit reporting agencies where it occurs since they operate independently.
0: Yeah. And you got to do so in writing and make sure you include all of your contact information and as much information about the disputed debt as you can. The credit reporting agency must investigate their dispute, including forwarding the information to the lender or other company that furnished it and generally report the results to you within 30 days. So basically what that means is, is the onus is on whoever is reporting something to confirm it. So nine times out of 10, these are pretty straightforward, pretty easy to dispute. That's why when you know that your identity's been stolen, we always tell you to file a police report because it can really help you out later when you're trying to dispute a charge. And if the investigation doesn't resolve your dispute, you can ask the credit reporting agency to add a brief statement about your position to the file. Now, creditors aren't required to consider it, but it is a last effort to help you. So you, you do have that right. Creditors may not accept that, but uh, you can request that from the consumer reporting agencies. Yes, get um, that credit
2: in check. Cause, uh, get that
0: credit in check. You
2: can't get nothing no more if your credit ain't
0: good. One of the things I tell people all the time is there are pitfalls for using credit cards and you can get into debt and, and you know so sometimes fast. so fast, but there are times when having a credit card is good because A, it can build positive credit. Oh yeah. You want a credit card. You want to to put some stuff on that credit card. You also want to pay that off on time. You want to establish a good credit history. Those, Those payments will help boost your credit. But the other thing that we recommend that people use credit cards for is when you're buying things online because you're not using your money. You're using someone else's money. You're using credit. It's a lot easier to dispute a charge and not have your own money tied up with a credit card than it is if you're using a bank debit card.
1: I personally love that tip. That is something I've never really considered that much. I was like, why do they always push credit online? That's exactly right. Well, because for instance,
0: let's just say that um, Todd, you're shopping you find a handbag that, and a, a, well, I, I don't know, I, you see my, that, that, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to stereotype and say that you found a handbag.
2: <laughs> what are you shopping okay. for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, no, that's fine. Look,
0: I'm in the market for a new handbag. <laughs> okay. Todd, you find, a, you find a handbag that is like $900 retail, but for whatever reason, you find a website where it's listed at like 180 And you're like, you know what? I am I going on my birthday extravaganza. I'm going to get this handbag, right?
2: Wait, Daniel, you take me as an inspired wearing handbag type of girl. I am offended. But keep on with the story. <laughs> keep on with the story. This is he is saying that I wear fake handbags. I'm not, say, I'm not saying you wear fake handbags. <laughs> you I'm saying, I was
0: considering it. I'm saying let's just say <laughs> in, in a fictitious realm <laughs> that you decided to purchase this handbag not knowing that it was fake. Okay. okay. And let's say that you used a debit card. Okay. And let's say that not only did you get taken for that $180 because um let's just say that you never got your handbag but let's say by the time you realize that you didn't get that handbag not only had the scammers because they have your bank a bank account number and they've got your debit card number not only did they take that 180 out of your account but let's just say they threw another charge in there for like 480 right so now you're out all over 600 bucks right you know, rob me blind well so you'll get it back because eventually you'll dispute the charge right yeah. but it may take 30 days for you to get your money back in the meantime your money is tied up. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Not only are you out that six hundred something dollars out of your account that you're gonna get back, but it's gonna take time because the investigation is gonna take about 30 days. But also they may end up having to close your account for whatever reason, or they may, you know, so so you then can't pay your rent, you can't pay your car note, you can't do mm-hmm. all these things because, you know, your money is tied up in this investigation. Now right. had you used a credit card to buy that fake handbag on that weird website that you shouldn't have been on and you knew <laughs> you knew, looked sketchy, it's not a big deal, right? All you gotta do is call the credit card company, they'll dispute the charge, nine times out of 10 you win, but more importantly, your money's not tied up because it's not your money yet, it's credit. Thanks again to TJ from TJ's Animation. I cannot say enough good things about this young man and his business. TJ! He is doing a great job. He is a trustworthy business. He's a trustworthy guy. He does a lot for his community. Sure do. I absolutely loved my conversation with him. Um, they are a digital marketing firm here. We would strongly encourage you to check them out. For Emily and for Todd, uh, this has been The Voice of Trust. See ya.
3: Peace.
1: You've been listening to The Voice of Trust, a podcast produced by the Better Business Bureau of the Mid-South and recorded at the BBB Mid-South Podcast Studio in Memphis, Tennessee. Check us out at BBB.org.